the hell is this guy doing over there? Casey, hey, wake up. What, what's going on over there? Oh, hey. Hey, I'm sorry, right? I've been sitting there for like an hour. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got this incredible pillow from Sweet Z Mattress, and I, I must have just dozed off here before the show. I, I apologize, man. Mm, looks pretty cushy. Dude, this is, I'm going to tell you something. This is one of the best pillows that I've ever rested my head on. 100% all organic plant-based materials. I have been getting some great sleep. Incredible. Incredible. Cool. Where can somebody get a pillow like that? Oh, it's very easy. All you have to do is go over to SweetZMattress.com, and that's Sweet. Z Z Z mattress.com and use the promo code deluxe 10 at checkout and get 10% off of your entire order. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome, right? They have awesome beds, pillows, all kinds of stuff. It's really good stuff. All organic, 100% plant-based. Use code DELUXE10 at checkout and get 10% off of your entire order. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. Hello and welcome to another takeover episode of Deluxe Edition. We are your hosts, Elle and Chris from Spoil My Movie Podcast, joined by the familiar faces of Deluxe Edition, Casey Shearer and El Ray Sexton. Spoil My Movie is just one of the many great shows on the Deluxe Edition Network, aka The Den. And thank you to Casey and Ray for letting us uh, take over the reins today. For this takeover, we're going to continue our Peckoff series, which is a character versus character competition across multiple categories. And it's named after the pecs of our first two ever competitors, John Rambo and Conan the Barbarian. For today's Peckoff, we're matching up two of the most iconic horror villains of all time. It might be December, but it's always Halloween in our hearts. So in one corner, weighing approximately 275 pounds and at a height of up to six foot five inches, depending on who's the actor, we have Jason Voorhees, a.k.a. the Camp Crystal Lake Killer, a.k.a. the Hockey Mask Killer, a.k.a. Oh, no, that's enough of them. (laughs) (laughs) From the Friday the 13th movie franchise. And in the opposite corner, weighing 230 pounds and at a canonical height of six foot eight inches, we have Michael Myers, a.k.a. The Shape, a.k.a. Evil on Two Legs, a.k.a. The Boogeyman from the Halloween movie franchise. 
So how voting works, this is the first time that we've ever had four people voting in the categories, but we're each going to get one vote. We'll total them up at the end, and we even have a tiebreaker category if we need it. And because these are extremely lengthy franchises, we're only ranking, only weighing the characters in the first three movies of each franchise, which... If you know the franchises, there's no Jason to speak of in the first how uh, in the first Friday the Thirteenth movie, and there's no Michael Myers in the third Halloween movie. So everything matches up, and we did also watch Roseblood, which is a perfect entry point to talk to you, Casey. And you please tell us what your association is with Roseblood. Yes, uh, thank you guys also for uh, for taking this episode over, giving uh, Ray and I the night off, kind of, sort of, uh, <laughs> with the hosting duties. But uh, yeah, so Roseblood, Friday the 13th, Roseblood, it is a direct, uh, it's a fan film, and it's a direct sequel to Part 7. I somehow found this uh, competition online. I don't know how, I don't even remember how I found it. Um, but it said like enter to win to be Jason Voorhees uh, in this fan film. So I think it was like, I don't know, 60, 60 bucks, 70 bucks, something like that. And I entered to entered it and Peter Anthony messaged me and he's like, Hey man, you won the, you won. So like, you know, <laughs> set it all up. I was like, fuck you, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm Jason Voorhees for two kills in Friday the 13th, Roseblood, the fan film. Which kills? Uh, so the one right where Jason, so spoiler alert, you guys are spoiled my movie. So spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> right when uh, Jason busts through the door um, mm-hmm. and he, he looks to the camera and then throws the axe over overhead and it lands in uh this dude Bo Boykin's head and then I go over and I yank the axe out of his head and kick him down to the ground and I baseball bat swing it into the dude standing over here but um, a little behind the scenes there was nobody there was nobody over here I just was swinging it and uh, it was pretty cool like I didn't even like I I didn't even release the axe like I just held it and the way that they pan the camera like this panning thing and then they just the axe is like already there. Then they just show it. Uh, pretty cool the way that they did it. It was because I, I had never done anything like that before ever. Like be, been like in a movie or even seen like the behind the scenes of like stuff like that being filmed. So um, it was really cool to learn. And it, it took me, you know, six or seven takes each each take. You know, because it's uh, it was it was new to me. I'd never. I had. They were like when I was pulling the axe out of the dude's head. They're like. Haven't you ever pulled a fucking axe out of a tree stump? I was like, yeah, like, this is not real. Like, there was a person laying on the floor holding the axe, like in the head, and like I was supposed to like act like it was, you know, like like it was stuck in the dude's head. So uh, it was different, but yeah, that was that was me for those two kills. And if you take notice, if you look really really close throughout all the rest of the scenes jason has a chain around his neck because part seven i believe part seven is where he's tied down to the lake right right yes yes so so he has a chain around his neck but if you look at those two kills 
uh, Jason doesn't have the chain around his neck because they forgot to put it on me. And then my <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Michael that I met on the on the set, he was like going through all of his pictures and stuff. He's like, "Dude, they did you're not wearing the chain." And like we went and told him, and they're like, "They'll know it's you then." Right? Exactly. That's true. I yeah. wish we had known before we watched. Yeah, we'd be like, "That's Casey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, how tall are you, Casey? I am six two. Six two. All right, so not that far off. I don't know who the shortest actor to play Jason was, but the tallest was definitely six foot five. Okay, and who so, was that? Who was the, who was the tallest? Was it Kane? Uh, no, I don't think it was Kane. Uh, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I would know it if you said it. Um, I do notice from the beginning of the franchise, though, he seems to get taller and taller. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Casey, are you going to be able to vote objectively or are you just, you know, colored in favor of Jason because <laughs> it's you? <laughs> no, I see. I've I've watched uh, all these movies very recently and I am uh, <laughs> I have my mind set on uh, the clear winner, but uh, I'm not going to unveil that now. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I'm going to be tracking our votes across all the categories. But before we even get into our usual discussion points, I wanted to question both of you on your thoughts. Are these these characters alive? Because when Friday the 13th, the, the part one, Jason has been dead at the bottom of Crystal Lake for a term of years. At least years. Just a little dead. Just a little dead. <laughs> uh, I've noticed that people have a problem breathing underwater for a term of years. And then <laughs> Michael Myers, it doesn't matter seemingly how many times you shoot him or stab him or even cut off his head. Although that's, I'm jumping out of our, our three. <laughs> uh, he always seems to come back and be fine and perfectly capable of murdering more people. So do you think these characters are actually alive. Go ahead, Ray. Uh, Jason, yes. I, th I think they could have done a little more retcon with the first movie, you know, when they re-released it and stuff, because uh, they kind of explain it as a way as him living in the woods and growing up and stuff. But they would have needed some really, really good retcon, you know, some, some George Lucas-type retcon <laughs> to, to fix that. But I do think Jason is alive until you get to around, mm, let's say, part three is the first time he becomes slightly supernatural. Okay. And I would say with Mike, um, him basically being a knockoff version of Black Christmas, he's a real person in the first one. And then by the second one, he becomes a little more supernatural since he died in the first one, you know. Right. Details. Details. Yeah. You, know, once, you can retcon anything if you've got George Lucas money. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Daisy, what do you think? The, yeah, I feel the exact same way, basically. the Jason, they tried to pull off, like Ray said, that, that he was living in the woods in one of the movies, that that's what happened, you know, but, you know, also he was what was the purpose of him jumping out of the lake at the end? Like all, you know, shriveled up and like being uh, at the bottom of the lake. Uh, you have to remember, they said, we didn't find no boy. So she could have imagined the whole thing while she was asleep. 
True. It does look like a like a coma induced dream that she's having, and she's probably got the good meds in the hospital. So, but that leads to the question: So, did uh, did Mrs. Voorhees think that he drowned, and and he never drowned originally? I don't yep. know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, he's pretty whacked out, so I suppose it could be the case. I you know when also, like it's if you if your child dies, I think you would know the conditions in which your child would be dead, or constantly but, be out there looking for him. I mean, he was if he was only in that section of woods, like he never left that section <laughs> of woods. You think she would have been able to find him, right? <laughs> he also Mercy. is a mongoloid, though. So, how hard are you going to look for? <laughs> yeah, but she, she. I mean, she killed everyone because because she loved them that much. So you think she would have just went out and well, looked through the woods? Just saying. I mean, the cabin was right there. <laughs> it was right she there. really probably wasn't looking. And there were there yeah. were certain things that were mentioned in the first couple of films, like they somebody mentioned that he was eating. Um, he has a toilet yeah. in his cabin, so he should. Yeah. yeah. And then his hands in one scene, I don't. Re- I remember they focused on his hands, and they're like really nice and pink, and they look really yeah. alive. <laughs> Very non-corpse. Yeah that, yeah. that was right after. Yeah, that was right after his hands looked really gross, and that lady. I think it was right at when that lady was like licking his fingers. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's so nasty. And then, <laughs> and then, like in the next scene, they were so clean. But yeah, and same with um with with Michael Myers. I think that uh he was alive. I mean, you know, he was a kid. He he went into the mental institute and then um he breaks out, but they like Ray said, when did they ever explain that he like came back from the dead? I mean, obviously like, you know, you, you shoot him six times, he was you would think that he was dead when he just keeps coming back, but they never like explained how he got the super supernatural like out of all any of the movies, right? Throughout the yeah. series, I mean, we're only talking about the three, but they never explain that, right? Interesting. So, well, uh, getting into our our proper discussion points, special effects and makeup. I know for me, I was very impressed with the explosion effects in Halloween, and uh, I found the death, you know, the kills, the gore in. Uh, both uh, franchises to be pretty comparable with one another. I know that they were contemporaneous to each other. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, But what did you guys think? Uh, I lean more towards Friday the 13th. I love the Kevin Bacon kill. I think that's, that's masterful. Um, Is that just because maybe you don't like Kevin Bacon? No, I love (laughs) Kevin Bacon. I think it's great. I just love the way it was done with the blood bag that malfunctioned and they got extra blood out of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do like, um, I think my favorite kill is when he's got the, in Halloween is when he's got the ghost costume on and he holds her up and stabs her into the wall. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably my favorite kill in that franchise. So, but I still, I think I give it to Friday the 13th cause I enjoy the more of uh, uh, the, just the way it's set up with the camp. And it's got more of a, okay, how do we kill people at a camp? Okay. Which, I mean, now there's like 80,000 movies that have done it. But at that time, that was a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. So I thought some of the stabbings and stuff looked literally identical in both movies. Like when they would do a slit throat and stuff, it looked very much like the same techniques were being borrowed in each movie. Are we talking about the first three? Like overall? Right. All right. Um, So there was one, the Halloween, I think, I think it was, I'm looking through my notes here. In one of the Halloweens, there was one where there was, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, where they gave her the needle, a needle in the arm. And it's like they put, it looked to me like they put a needle in someone's actual arm there. Like that, that shit looked like as real as possible. Some of the kills in both of the movies were, you know, none of them really stuck out that much. The blood seemed really fake in Halloween, like really fake. But but those explosions in the Halloween movies, I really I thought that they knocked it out of the park, especially for what was available at that time. Like now you have a higher uh, you know bar to cross right. when it comes to explosion effects. But at that time, I thought they did a really good job. In the second Halloween movie, too, I really liked the scene where the teenager that is confused for Michael Myers is on fire. And it really reminded me um, later on when he's like on fire because of the explosion or whatever, like it really reminded me of Terminator, like him, especially the first film, like, you know, everybody thinks he's dead, but you know, the the creepy music still going. And then he kind of rises from that. I was like, Oh, I wonder if they borrowed from Halloween when they made that movie. Yeah. Um, There's a couple other things I noticed in Jason. Um, where he cut the the dude's neck the one time it looked like a couple times it looked like the machete was backwards did anybody else <laughs> did anybody else catch that that he no, was cutting no, with no. the the wrong side of the blade um sounds like a chuck norris fact you know he can he can cut your head off with the wrong side of a machete <laughs> right right <laughs> um and the one there was one there was one kill that popped out to me where the the in i think it was in three the 3d one and they were trying to do that because of the 3d stuff where the dude's eye popped out um that was like really one of the only kills that really like stuck out to me but yeah the okay. explosions the explosions were cool but that they never explained that either like they just murdered that kid right and they were like oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get those dental records later there was- and there were like a, also like at the hospital, weren't there like a bunch of babies in there? Yeah, there was, oh, there was yeah. like a whole infant ward, and they were just like, "Fuck this place." <laughs> what about yeah. speaking of explosions? You have like the sound effects. I also found that Halloween kind of nailed it with the the torching of of Michael Meyer. I thought the the uh, sound effects on that were really nice. Uh, the gunfire, the explosions, like everything pertaining to sound i remember thinking this is at least adequate and in some cases it was really nice especially given the time period whereas i had zero notes about the sound effects for friday the 13th uh which to me means it didn't stick out as good or bad what did you guys think i don't know john carpenter was he like a sound like how did he end up doing all the sound was that his job like before? no he said Fuck it, nobody's good enough. I'm gonna do it myself. That's basically yeah. how he learned to do uh you know music and all that. That's really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the kills, like the, you know, that when they they try to confuse you, I think a lot of the times with uh some of the some of the stuff like where you think something's gonna happen with like the handheld camera where they were following the one girl where you thought it was gonna be I think it was uh Michael Myers and 
and it wasn't you know it just turned out to be like it wasn't actually anybody it was just a camera like following her around i thought that was a little weird going back to the the special effects though and stuff uh there was a thing i found in my notes in halloween where michael myers shows up behind her like in the complete dark and he shows up behind her and stabs her with the needle like mm-hmm. that was a really good kill i like that, that was one. good but yeah i mean both of the sounds like are, as far as the music I, I don't know about so much of the special effects uh sounds but the music i mean they're pretty much similar the way that they the and then mm-hmm. you know, yeah <laughs> i i'm i'm a bit of an audio geek so this is usually where i kind of like you know think about stuff a little bit more for me that thing was obviously repeated and i think over the course of time they mixed it in a little bit more subtly like through the films where it was kind of like in your face at the beginning and used often but i felt like for me, Halloween had the stronger audio all around. Like they had a really good thought out melodic tune that is both kind of a, a little pretty, but mostly disturbing and creepy. Yeah, menacing. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, with both, you obviously, obviously have like an association with both sounds. But I just felt like there was just a lot more thought given to the Halloween films. And, and all of the sounds that were used were just a lot more robust in Halloween and it felt very for me skeletal in the Friday the 13th movies yeah I would say that uh, the Halloween theme song is iconic uh, Mm -hmm. easily one of the most iconic horror theme songs of all time so I will give the edge to Halloween just for the song Mm -hmm. agreed yeah. Uh, with Friday, though, I wish they would have used more music of the time. You know, throw some some goddamn Boston or something in the soundtrack. Just. To it <laughs> but you know what? Like, creeped me out more with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the absence of a soundtrack. <laughs> that for most of it, it's it's almost like somebody shot it on a camcorder, and it's like you're really there because if. If some creepy shit was going on and you were subtly recording it, there wouldn't be a backing track. And that stood out to me that they didn't give it one. Yeah, that had all of the realism of real life sounds lost in the woods and lost in like an open field or something. So everything had kind of a shallow hit and stuff. Um, And for me, like it just felt very... um, for the, for me, Friday the Thirteenth had sounds and everything that felt very amateurish to me. Yeah, there was like a lot of I remember like the instead of like a sound effect for like like a spear or whatever, it was more like a screeching sound or something like that. You know, there was no like real sound effects, right? It's it's more like they were all sitting around and somebody was like, "All right, we need a sound effect. What do you got?" Whoosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't afford anyone else on this movie, so I'm just going to sound effect. <laughs> All right, that's um, good enough. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> now with the uh, with the plots, what's interesting is that Friday the Thirteenth, the first movie, pretty much doesn't have Jason except for the very very last moment. And then with Halloween, the third movie was my understanding is that it was an attempt to have the Halloween franchise be a series of different stories that have nothing to do with one another except that they take place on Halloween. 
this idea went bust right after this uh, this witchcraft one or whatever was in in the third one. Uh, it was I found it to be disappointing. But effectively, what we've got are two Friday movies with Jason and two Halloween movies with Michael. And I thought that the plot was I like that it was a proper continuation in both movies. I thought that they were uh, very much on equal footing. And what do you guys think? Uh, I prefer Friday the 13th um, storyline. It's no secret that I I dislike Halloween. (laughs) I actually didn't know that. Why? Uh, I find the first Halloween to be one of the most boring horror movies I've ever seen. It's by far John Carpenter's worst movie. Maybe part two might be, but I mean, I actually appreciate the fact that he hated part two so much that he made part three to try and get away from it. (laughs) (laughs) And it had Tom Atkins. So, I mean, if you're going to make a run at it, Tom Atkins is the guy to do it with. But like, I like the whole, you know, in the early eighties, cause I'm like a thousand years old. So that whole camp thing in the eighties was really scary to just to begin with. Like, Hey, we're going to camp. Fuck. <laughs> Did you ever go to camp? Only with school. We went for a week camping at school. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I never went. My son has gone it. twice, three times now. My son also hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but he lived. <laughs> well, he did survive. But honestly, if it was a horror movie, he would have been the killer. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> See, this tells me he didn't have sex at camp. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we should get into some some proper categories. Uh, Shall we? Yeah. All right. Well, round one. Acting. Acting acting is a really difficult thing to figure out because there's only physicality of of body motion and and that kind of thing they really don't show their faces either michael myers or jason Voorhees. so since you've actually done some acting as jason Voorhees, casey maybe you can weigh on weigh in on, on this first what is it like to act when you don't have your face well it's uh it's ridiculous how hot it gets under that mask like so i was in the full suit and you know it's like a latex rubber suit or whatever and it that wasn't so bad but as soon as you and i actually have i forgot to show you guys this earlier i actually have the exact replica here the roseblood mask it's not the one that i wore on camera but it's an exact replica very so but yeah once once you put this on over everything it gets really fucking hot like really hot and that you start sweating like real bad well i mean at least i do i'm i could be a little overweight but uh <laughs> yeah other than that like i mean i've never acted before in my life so like i don't I, I don't know what it's like to act you know what i mean like i just did what they exactly what they told me to do but like as far as the acting in these two movies by uh michael myers and jason Voorhees. I mean, it's not good at all. It's like they're, 
they're both stunt guys. Like they, you know, the guys that were portraying both of these guys were they were stunt actors. So like they they didn't really ever have to other you know do other anything other than like fall through shit and you know run through stuff and drive their cars through stuff. I feel like I saw a flicker of disagreement in Ray's eyes. <laughs> well, I think Jason emotes pretty well. You know, he tilts his head. <laughs> he lifts his arms very quickly sometimes. <laughs> Some of those no, I, I mean I'm I'm on team Ray with uh the I recently just went back and watched all these movies and the Halloween franchise I, I feel that they, they could have done a lot of things different. Like, you know, <clears throat> no uh, there was no real with the storyline, going back to the storyline of everything. There was no real explanation of anything, you know, at least with uh, at least with Friday the 13th. They tried to explain like what happened to him and, you know, what he was doing and and all that stuff with with uh, Halloween. You know, he killed the sister in the beginning. They put him in the the mental institute. He breaks out and he's just after this one girl, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis why like it's never explained ever like you know she i think she like there's flashbacks of it at one point but like there there's never really any explanation of it right i mean they just say that the, that she ends up being his sister and there yeah. was like some lost file somewhere in part two that the psychiatrist ends up getting his hands on it was hidden from him for some reason, which is bizarre, because if you're treating somebody for that length of time, you would think that right. they would give you this pertinent information, right? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if there was insurance issues or what, but like, I don't know. It was bizarre. Um, but they do say that he has, a, you know, a familial link with Lori. And since I guess he killed the first sister it's it feels incomplete maybe and he needs to kill the second we don't have an explanation but, but that's the weird part is you'd think she'd already know that uh her brother killed their sister like right. but she, she's you know, adopted so yeah she but, is, but but think about it everyone in that town would know that legend because they're not that old she's only like what, 18 or whatever in the first movie yeah yeah and mm-hmm. in small towns like rumors just a rumor would run very rampant Right. It's just like crazy Ralph will tell you it's got a death curse. And he'll tell yeah. you. <laughs> so if I'm clocking this right, Casey and Ray, I've got you both down for Jason for round one. I've got myself for Jason. Are you a Jason or a Michael? I am Jason. You know why? Because there's a scene in the third Jason movie where a woman, a girl grabs a chainsaw and he looks wickedly scared of it. And I'm like, I didn't feel like I ever saw Michael Myers emote anything at some point. And you might be in a mask and everything, but just the fact that I know by your body language that you're scared of this thing is some acting on Something. some level. Yeah, It's probably funny because Nick Castle is probably in that mask and he can't see anything. And he's yelling, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I can't see anybody <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. Uh, I have a bunch of questions because I, I recently watched all these movies. So why is he called? I mean, he's called Michael Myers in the movie, right? I mean, everybody calls him Michael Myers. And I understand that he was called the shape in the book. 
But why in the credits list him as the shape? That's I, I don't have an answer for that. I have no idea. Uh, it I doesn't make any sense to me. I didn't, yeah, I didn't I was, either. If I was guessing, it's because Boris Karloff is listed as the monster in Frankenstein. Yeah, but just call him Michael he's Myers. Not, he's, <laughs> he's not listed as Frankenstein's monster. He's just listed as the monster in the original Frankenstein. Mm, yeah. But right. that's true. It doesn't say Boris Karloff. It says the monster. It doesn't say right. Boris Karloff's name. And if I remember right, you look at the credits at, um, and it's question mark. Like they don't have a name for the person right. actually I, playing Frankenstein. I, I Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's a throwback to that. Mm. Maybe. It's okay. only a guess. It's only a guess, but. That's I like that guess. guess. Yeah. I like it. All right. So Jason sweeps round one. Uh, so round two. Physical skill. So, which has the edge when it comes to physical skill? Like physicality. You know, we see a lot of, like, strength in both of them. Right. I mean, we do know that sometimes they appear to feel pain. I guess Jason appears to feel pain. I don't think Michael Myers ever appears to feel pain. But with physical skill, we get a lot of strength. I know Jason at one point stabs two people and hits the floor with this spear with an audible thump. Now, that is a lot of strength. But what do you guys think? So they both know how to do a lot of stuff. I mean, Jason knows how to drive a car, right? Like, how how do you Oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Michael yeah. Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, apologize. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michael, <laughs> yeah, Michael Myers. Michael Myers knows how to drive a car. Like, where did he learn that? You know, he's been in a, a mental. No, I, I, could, I could explain that to you very quickly. Oh, okay. so so John Carpenter was friends with Bob Clark. Bob Clark made Black Christmas. He asked Bob, "Are you ever going to make a follow up to Black Christmas?" He said, "No." He said, if you did, what would it be about? He said, well, I would have the guy in a mental institution. He would escape. And he goes, that's fucking cool. He goes, what would you call it? He goes, Halloween. <laughs> and he said, can I make that movie? And he said, fuck yeah, go ahead. I don't want to do horror anymore. I'm doing porkies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're what? like. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I think Michael Myers can drive a car because John Carpenter was actually remembering it's the character from Black Christmas is what was going through his head in that scene, mm-hmm. not a kid at six years old. Hmm. Do you guys know what else uh, Bob Clark did? No, what else did he do? Famous uh, Christmas movie set in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, it's not set in Cleveland. It was filmed in Cleveland. Oh, was that Christmas Vacation? A, a Christmas story. Oh, oh, Christmas story. Oh. oh, the man who gave you Black Christmas also gave you Porky's and a Christmas story. Wow. I That's... hate a Christmas story. Yes. <laughs> you have no class. It's fine. <laughs> well, worse things have been said about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not the Christmases of our youth. <laughs> no, so but I, if, you're, yeah. if you're from Cleveland, it's kind of a iconic thing here with the Christmas story house and mm-hmm. all that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. And going back to uh, their the things that they know how to do, like uh, Jason 
like knows how to use all these weapons, right? He could shoot that spear gun. Like he, but, uh, but is that physicality though? Physic, oh, physicality. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, he's they're they're both they're both strong. I mean, mm-hmm. Jason keeps getting up. Like you know, he, you said he doesn't show any pain, but uh, you can. It seems like you can hurt him. Like there, people definitely hurt him, but he just gets right back up and he bleeds. Um, yeah, he does bleed. Mm-hmm. Jason. Yeah, the same thing. There, I I couldn't believe how skinny um, Michael Myers was in both of the the first two movies. Like I mm. couldn't believe that. Well, it makes and sense because if he's six foot eight canonically and two hundred and thirty pounds canonically, that's yeah. a pretty skinny guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in one movie and the second one, I believe he takes a scalpel and he digs it into somebody and he lifts the person yeah. up with just that instrument. I think that shows a lot of physical strength. Well, yeah, it, was, it was a nurse and she probably weighed a hundred pounds. True, <laughs> but I can't even lift my cat like over my head <laughs> with my two hands. So. Well, I will say this. Michael Myers has been living the cushy life in an asylum, you know, so driving cushy. cars. Hiding behind bushes, you know, living the good life. Jason's out surviving in the woods. He's probably hunting. That's true. You know, just crapping mm-hmm. on that toilet you talked about. That's a that's a <laughs> see. I'm gonna give my vote to Michael Myers, and it's for something that you don't see, but must be the case. Because Michael Myers runs around the Halloween movies like droopy dog. You never see him run. You never see how he gets into these locations, but he always seems to pop up behind the next door that's open. And so what must have happened for Michael to be there, to get mm. there, that, that you know, off-screen physicality to me says that he's capable of some crazy shit. Hmm. That's, the, uh, that's the Scooby-Doo thing. <laughs> exactly but what about yeah what about they do you? show jason running a couple times right they do show jason, jason is, running but jason yeah. hustles yeah. jason's a yeah. killer on a mission he hustles he's got more cardio like you know but again he's living in the woods so he's, he's living like, in the woods if he's surviving off game and whatnot he's probably hunting it and mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, Michael Myers is a lot more slow moving, although he has a couple of moments where like there's there's one scene where he like stabs a guy also with a spear and hangs him on the door and the guy becomes kind of like a wreath, you know, just kind of <laughs> yeah. on the door. Um, See, that's, so- that's, that's always Michael Myers move, though. Stick him that's- to a wall, stick him to a door. Right. You know, so he has incredible upper body strength, I would <laughs> say. Strength, not necessarily skill. But okay, if you're if you only got one move, it's kind of like Sha- Shaquille O'Neal dunk. Kinda. It's like a one trick pony. You're saying yeah, it's like if you're a carpenter, all you see are nails. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I I think you persuaded me, Ray. I think the mm. fact that he is out living and surviving in the jungle means that he's doing more running, more. You know, yeah. animalistic movements out there, right. quote unquote, and movie. that's why he's got such good Literally. cardio. He's got good cardio. That's how he can chase people down. Unless he's got <laughs> a treadmill from- in that cabin. <laughs> Are you familiar yeah, with the book at all, Ray? Yeah. What's that? Are you familiar with the book at all? I I don't know how to read. 
So, so my my question is, like what what Chris was saying, because he was called the shape in the book, can he freely throw, like you know, uh, float through move, you know, or move through time without Once having again, to run and shit? It's just the Scooby Doo villain thing where you open a door and they're there, and then you go to the other <laughs> side of the hallway and you open the door and they're there. It's just John Carpenter was like, I just don't have time to figure out how to get this guy from place to place. <laughs> It's the droopy dog. And that's not physical. It, it, I mean, yeah, droopy dog's a perfect example. And that's not a skill. Yeah, a physical it doesn't like if he could teleport. Like you expect like you expect skill. uh you expect Jamie Lee Curtis to go like what the fuck? Why are you here? <laughs> it's impossible. It's true. I would say that she has more physical uh skill than mm-hmm. Michael. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. All right. Well, Casey, which way are you going to go, Jason or Michael? I'm going with uh, Jason. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, even then... though Michael can drive a car, <laughs> I, bet, I bet if we put Jason in a car, he could drive it. Oh, he could figure Probably. it out. He learned to survive in the woods despite the fact that he started off dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a mongoloid. <laughs> One eye on the side of his head, and yeah. yet all his clothes, especially in that third movie, look like they come from Kohl's or Target. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to round three. Which gets nostalgia points? Which is that one that just uh, was the icon of your childhood? I'm gonna say I'm gonna start. I'll go with Friday the Thirteenth because. It takes place over the course of several different years, and the time—not the time, but like the the stuff changes every year. You know, uh, the cars, that type of stuff. Um, Michael Myers, the the Halloween stuff. That's two nights, right? Or it's it's one night and then or the one next. day and then the night the night, right? So, yeah, I'm going with Friday the Thirteenth on this one. And I should specify the nostalgia is like. When you were a kid, which of these yeah. icons meant more to you? Which was like a bigger uh, background in your life? So I can I can give you the perfect example of this. So I was eight when that movie came out. Me and my friends all saw it because there was no rules in the 80s. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, me and my friends used to play Friday the 13th in the yard. One person had a wiffle ball bat and they were Jason. And you had to be the last person standing at the end of the game and you won. Mm-hmm. So my buddy's mom saw a news story about some kids who accidentally hung their friend. Why? <laughs> and um, we tried to explain to her our version was not, we were not going to hang each other. We were just chasing each other with wiffle ball bats. And she's like, oh you can't play that game no more. <laughs> like, All right. So we changed it up and started playing Tron. So now you have a Frisbee on a wiffle ball bat. And you're together. So much safer. But for me, yeah, for me, though, that's why I think Friday the 13th is more iconic because we saw it so young. We played a game based off the movie. We didn't do that with Halloween. Okay. How about you, El? 
For me, it's absolutely going to Jason. When I was growing up, uh, it was always Je- uh, Freddy versus Jason. And I was dying for to see that versus movie forever. Um, we always talked about the two of them growing up. Um, for me, I didn't see Halloween until I was much older. And, you know, going back to see these Jason movies, I have to say that I was like, it kind of didn't live up to the memory like what I had in my head was a thousand times better than what I saw. I could still respect a lot of like the origin of it. But um, if for me, it's like I when I think of my childhood and horror movies, it's always Freddy versus Jason. OK. And for me, I'm also going with Jason because Halloween was something I was more peripherally aware of. But when it came to, yeah, it was Freddie and Jason. Those are like the big two. Those are the the two horror icons that mattered. And so Jason being half of that duo, uh, I guess we're all going Jason for round three. So yeah, yeah, do, yeah. I don't know if you guys are a little younger than than me and Ray, but do you guys remember now that now that I know how to answer the question? Um, <laughs> the do you guys remember that uh, Nintendo game? Uh, Friday the 13th like, there was, like yeah. that was like impossible it was so hard I could never get out of like the first level uh, yeah. but yeah Friday the 13th like I never remember Halloween as a kid like no. it was something I saw much later yeah um, yeah and it was like you guys said it was always Freddy was like the the other big guy in the 80s Exactly. Right, you ever watch uh, James Rolfe, the uh, angry video game nerd? He plays that Friday the Thirteenth game, and he and he just you know he's angry, uh, <laughs> and so he's playing. He's like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> people people think ET is hard. I think Friday the Thirteenth is way harder than ET. For the yeah. Friday the Thirteenth is hard. ET is unplayable. Yeah. No, I disagree. I've beat ET. Really? Really? Oh yeah. How did you know? <laughs> me and my me and my brothers played that incessantly, like fifteen hours a day, just taking wow, turns. Wow. Uh, that game at is the, incredibly difficult. At the Roseblood premiere, at the Friday the Thirteenth Roseblood premiere, uh, Peter had the Friday the Thirteenth Nintendo game set up, and I think he was offering like five hundred bucks to anybody that could beat it. <laughs> I think I think Peter went home with that 500 bucks. I don't think anybody ever beat it. I would assume so. <laughs> like I said, I've beat ET. I I didn't come close to beating Friday the 13th. That game is just a a horror. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We should see if we have it in the simulator. We have a simulator of like 500 games. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Interesting. All right, well, let's move on to round 4. Who is the more attractive character, as in a sex symbol, objectively sexy, who can give the business? So always a disclaimer around here. This does not mean that either one of us would sleep with this character necessarily. It's just objectively speaking, who is more sexier slash fuckable. I'll go first. Uh, yeah. So Michael Myers has the James T. Kirk mask. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's totally, uh, in in my opinion, way more fuckable than, uh, <laughs> than Casey. Okay, all right, uh, that's interesting. How about you, Casey? Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to go with Ray on that. Um, <laughs> he also didn't come from a lake, like the bottom of a lake, so he's not he's like, not a mongoloid. Yeah, he probably, <laughs> well, at least he we know he's 
Jason bathed, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, but imagine, imagine that thing on top of you with the eyes pointed different directions. Oh. And <laughs> yeah, it's not good. How about you, Al? I'm going with uh, Michael on that one. I'm going with Michael. And the only reason why, well, maybe not the only reason. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons is because there's this really interesting scene where there's a girl at the hospital getting it on with another staff member. And when she's alone in the hot tub, he's, you know, he he raises the temperature. And she's like, oh, it's yeah. so hot in here. He, she, uh, Mike goes and kills her fuck buddy. And then he comes over and he starts to put his hands on her and she starts to suck his fingers. And he looks like he's kind of into it. Jason kills anybody who's even thinking about sex. But Mike looks like he would actually give the business if somebody gave him that kind of attention. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. But but she did. But she did give him that attention. She did. She was like, and so she turned around. And what happened? Yeah, until she turned around and then she screamed and and he was like, well, okay, I guess you don't fucking like me. That's a mood killer. Well, not for everybody. Some people get off on that. (laughs) Well, but yeah, I think uh, what we've learned is that uh, Michael hates screaming and Jason hates fucking. So just by default, Michael wins. And also, Jason is a huge mama's boy. That is such a fucking turnoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. A little weird. Yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah, my dick like the weird part. <laughs> 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 All right. So then we've got round five. Which has the better story? So what do you guys think? I'll go Friday the 13th. I like the camp stuff. I, for me, Halloween don't make no goddamn sense. Yeah, I'm the same that's, way. That, that's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. And now? I have a counter argument. Let's hear it. I understand there are flaws. There is a consistency issues, questions not answered. But I feel like there's the Jason movies has a lot of the same plot sort of repeated. Campers go to camp. Jason comes out kind of like Santa at Christmas. You know, it's kind of like a rep- um, a very repeated formula, you yes. know. And with Halloween, I feel like, okay, we don't know exactly why or, you know, how some of it. But, you know, he he's more interesting because he's also his story is being told through like the psychiatrist's. And the psychiatrist, like, I'm really interested in knowing why he thinks this guy is as evil as he is, especially coming from, like, that mental health perspective. I feel like he lets out, like, a little bit of information, like, through the first couple of films. And so it just kind of, like, you know, he's dropping these little breadcrumbs that keeps me a little bit more engaged over time. The fact that he kills his sisters, it's, again, I don't know why, but I'm intrigued. So I think that a lot of the mystery for me does a lot. You know, they should have had Donald Pleasant's character start every movie just standing outside. Like, uh, what's that meme with, uh, the hell's that guy? Uh, shit. The one that's always hanging out with Matt Damon. Ben uh, Affleck. Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck, you know, where he's outside with the cigarette. 
Yeah, yeah. That should be down on pleasures at the beginning of every Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have a little more to add to that uh, now that I was going through my notes with the story with Halloween. My only one of the complaints is like they never show him find the mask. Right? He's always he's just wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. With uh, with Friday the Thirteenth, they at least show Jason. He's wearing the rag head in the one, and it's number two. And then in number three, they show him he finds the hockey mask from Shelly. Like that's where he gets the hockey mask. So, mm-hmm. like that, at least they're showing that. But like same same what I said earlier. Like they they never explain why he's chasing Lori really, and like mm-hmm. how does he keep finding her? Like is does she does he have her chipped or or what? Like. <laughs> He just keeps finding her. Like, how did he know? Because it wasn't close. Like the 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 inst- the mental institute wasn't close to Haddonfield, right? And he's been gone for fifteen years, and he just knows knows where to go. It's like she's got a GPS tracker on her. Or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, he knows how to drive, right? Yeah. No, and definitely, I'm frustrated by the idea of like, how does he know how to do all of these skills? You know, when he he's been in a room waiting patiently for his day so there's definitely huge problems but i do feel a little bit more intrigued at the end of the day by the movement of like events in the first couple of films while while i look at jason it's like i saw this movie already it's better like especially as it goes on like the kills are better and more intense but it's almost like an iphone it's the same shit every single iteration but it's made better right (laughs) right I, I just wish there would have been a scene where we saw either one of them like cooking eggs for breakfast or something <laughs> and a right. skillet. Give them a yeah, little more personality. Yeah, activities of daily living. Where are we at? Like- <laughs> and they hear like a noise and they just perk up and they shut their stove off and go off to kill somebody. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, they the did show in, <laughs> in Jason's cabin, they did show the toilet and stuff. Well, right? I'm just saying, like, but to actually show him cooking. And mom's head is on a platter, and it's really it's nicely decorated in yes, that area. Yes. Candles and, and things. Can you imagine that, though? Michael Myers is in the kitchen. He's making breakfast. And then he's got to scooch off real fast because, oh, they're coming. Shit. <laughs> I should have cooked faster. I have to admit that one of my favorite kills is when he kills the lady with the rollers. Mm. It's like one of the few times that he kills somebody who isn't young and attractive. Or yeah. pin them to a wall. That's true. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little disappointed too with Halloween how Michael Myers killed the dog. Yeah, but that's how you know he's true evil, right? Yeah, Jason didn't kill the dog though, and and you you think that he did, but then the dog shows up at the end. And that was actually a very pleasant surprise. I'm an animal lover, so I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Now, I think, once again, you, you add a more human element and they pick up the dog and they drop kick it. Like, <laughs> like Anchorman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think that's where they really dropped the ball was giving them a little bit more human side. Mm-hmm. To, to kind of confuse you on, are they supernatural or are they like just some really pissed off dude? Yeah, yeah, I find that the best villains really are the people that are a little bit more complex. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I'm going to have to give better story to Jason as well. It was a bit repetitive. I think you're correct on that. But 
I think there were fewer, not none, but fewer gaping plot holes. I mean, I I argue against that. <laughs> like, like is he dead or alive? I don't even know that much. Like, the well, you guy, can say that for both. The guy, aside yeah. from bathing, you know, like he's eating, he's he's shitting. Like, I'm just like, what's happening here? He's able to obviously buy clothes because his clothes look fresh and pretty good, and you know, he's wearing like. He like khakis. Target. He's wearing khakis. Like, you know, he's khakis. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he also murdered a mannequin. I, I feel like like how like there's is. just a lot of unexplained with Jason as well. Like I, I feel very confused as to whether he's alive or dead, or you know, if this is a guy that has heard about the Jason legend and so he's just you know getting his kicks off by like uh, reenacting deaths. Man, I don't know how many people you know with eyes on the side of their head and jaws that are slanted, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's Jason. I got some weird friends. That's true. <laughs> I got I mean, some weird friends too, but I got I, no two look the same. Maybe it's just like a group of really ugly guys that are just mad, you know? Like, it's like frat boys? Yeah. Yeah. Toxic Crusaders in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Then uh, you're standing alone. On I am so okay. so lonely. <laughs> All right, so our uh, sixth round. What? Who put me on sounds? I'm not the audio engineer. Uh, <laughs> That's because you blew your load earlier. <laughs> Before we recorded, right? Right. <laughs> so, which is the scarier villain? Is it Michael Myers or is it Jason Voorhees? What do you guys think, Ray? I think since Michael Myers looks like Captain James T. Kirk, he's not very scary. So I'm going with Jason. Okay. All right. And Casey? Yeah, I also have to go with Jason because he, once again, came from the bottom of a pond. He knows how to use a lot of different weapons. Seems Mm -hmm. like Michael just has that one the stab basically. Yeah, I'll go with uh I'll go with Michael or uh, I'm sorry. Michael go just has the one of the stab. <laughs> I'm going with Jason on this one. And, and I will say as iconic as the hockey mask is, that fucking bag head is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Right? We were wondering like why did he, why did he choose that? What, the bag? Maybe of, yeah, like he's he's only got one fucking eye that works, so he's only got to cut one eye hole. But is it vanity? Like you know, okay, you know, I don't want anybody else to see how messed up the rest of. Well, this remember, is. he was he was a little mongoloid kid for a while, so he probably got picked on a lot because it was like the fifties. People didn't yeah. give a shit about feelings back then. So wait, like, his defense he made fun of was to wear a bag over his head. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shit plan. Or maybe that's what his mom made him wear so that he could be out and not get picked on. Right. And it's, but it's the just, mom was like, hey, you're getting made fun of. How about you put this bag over I your mean, head? Did you see you can't tell me that you don't have friends would you wish would wear a bag out in public. I actually, in speech class, I uh, had to make a sales, sales pitch. This was like in high school. And I made my friend wear a bag over his head. And the bag was the product. And it was just because I thought it was really funny to make him wear a bag. (laughs) 
Uh, I have a couple questions about that. Would he have still been as an iconic of a character if they would have kept him in the bag for the rest of the series? Maybe more so. Yeah. I think because like a hockey mask seems far too convenient and a bag over the head, you know, now you're getting into uh, Batman scarecrow type of territory. And I feel like it's more rustic and it's more accessible to you out in the woods. Like who's bringing a hockey mask to the woods? That's typically not where you (laughs) ice skate. (laughs) Right. And I think uh, one of the other things I have about in my notes about costumes while we're talking about it is uh, I think a sleeper Halloween costume for a kid would be Michael Myers in the clown suit in the beginning. I don't think Mm -hmm. people would uh, because like not a lot of people would get that, I think. But yeah, no, it'd be totally lost. (laughs) Yeah. The poor kid. still be cool if you're if you're a huge like Halloween fan, you know what I mean. Dress your kid up as a clown, are, clown Michael Myers. No, no, there are none of those. <laughs> as so, much as we don't like the movies, Ray, I have to disagree with you. They're they're oddly popular. That is weird. I think I think Leprechaun's better. <laughs> wow. I would love it if my son dressed up as a Leprechaun. That would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of torn as to who to give my point to because there are moments where Jason shows fear. He bleeds. Um, like he gets knocked down really easily at one point by like a car door. Um, he, you know, there, there are things a little bit more human about him. And although they're both kind of on that supernatural level, like the, just the fact that like Michael is always getting up, like after all these things being burned, being like shot, being, you know, it's just, um, especially in those earlier films for me, he's more of a force that I can't deal with because like, no matter what I throw at him, he's always coming back. Right. And he's got such a fixation like on his targets, like that being Lori, but like still his, like, he's just like, um, obsessive and I find obsessive qualities and stalking qualities to be really frightening of like just ordinary people. So imagine this guy that's like got superpowers and he's obsessive and stalking you. I would die. Yeah. And he can't die. I would be completely terrified of that. Okay. Yeah, but that's, that's not to the second movie. In the first movie, he's just some dude. Yeah. And because we don't know more, right? Well, we but he's do. Still right. coming back. Like she, she's like stabbing him, and he'll he, fall, he, and then he comes back. He gets shot, and then he he leaves, and like the the scene of the crime. Then he's yes, and you're right. Like it continues on to the next movie, but like more and more, he's just he's he's more unkillable. No, I disagree. I think if you go deep into the movies, I think Jason's far more unkillable. Like you said, Freddy versus Jason. Right. I, I, Mike's never been to hell. <laughs> True, but, but we're only rating from movies. That's once all I'm saying. Hey, that's all I'm saying. Um, I have, uh, I'll just touch one more thing on this. So, like, with Jason, he's killing everyone and anything. Well, except for the dog. He won't kill the dog. But, like, Michael Myers is is really just after Lori and like, he's only killing other people if they get in his way. You know what I mean? So like, if you just don't get in his way, he killed the lady with the curlers for no reason. 
Well, that's a I mean, that's in a, all fairness, I might have, I would have killed her too because she just seemed yeah, annoying. I, mean, she, I think she was a little <laughs> annoying. Yeah. For was... penny and for a pound. Yeah, but, but I'm still going with uh, with Jason on this one. Okay, I have to go with Michael because when I see these movies, I see Jason and I get a lot of enjoyment out of those kills. Mm-hmm. Michael's kills strike me as being creepier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I enjoy both franchises for what they are. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to what actually like gets under my skin more, and realistically, neither of them do. But um, if I had to look for which one comes closer to getting under my skin, it would be Michael. So then tallying up here... Uh, we don't need our tiebreaker because Jason Voorhees has won 16 to 8. That's a, that's a pretty significant. Win, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got 67% of the vote. So nice. now the, the tiebreaker category was going to be intelligence. If we had needed it, who do you think is more intelligent? I'd probably give that to Michael. Because he's not a, a mongoloid. <laughs> yeah, but my my argument there, with as much as he is mentally handicapped, uh, he still found. I mean, he found out how to survive for all those years out in the yeah, wilderness. Yeah, by but himself, I, right? I, I, a, a dog can figure that out. But he, <laughs> he, I think at one point he creates a trap, and like a guy gets hooked on it, and he's hanging upside down. Unless the campers did it, but I don't think they did because they were like well, fucking the, around most of the time. Yeah, that was one that when that when he got tied up in that thing, he was like, "Damn it, Shelly!" Was that Shelly that was playing all the practical jokes? Right. So like, yeah. we don't know if maybe he did tie it and. That Maybe Shelly was one of the real campers ass. Did. They, should, they shouldn't have yeah. took Shelly with them on that trip. That dude was dumb. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he tied the maybe he tied the the trap, and then you know Jason just found him in it. It's if you look at every if you look at every Friday movie, though, there's always one asshole who's like stealing people's clothes and and yeah. just doing stupid shit that sets right. up the uh, you know the oh here comes Jason and I'm naked shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hate it when Jason sneaks up on me when I'm naked. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but at one point I do see like Jason put like a shovel in like the barn door to lock it. So like he's not completely stupid. And like yeah. if no. again we're arguing a lot of survival skills, there's definitely skill there to be had and some strategizing. But I think that Michael would have taken it for me because not only does he know how to drive without instruction, but he like cuts phone lines and like does things that is just really odd to me, like considering he hasn't been living in a suburban area, like at home. Um, And he seems very, a lot more strategic. Yeah. Yeah. He would just, yeah, he was, uh, he didn't know how to drive the car. Jason did have the lock on his door in the cabin. Remember when the, when the girl was in the cabin, she pulled Mm -hmm. the lock down or the the board down over the door. So he rigged that up somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it wasn't, it wasn't as dumb as, you think he is, uh, Ray? <laughs> Resourceful and smart are two different things. That's also true. He's street smart. Now he's, he's, he's not book smart. He's street smart. Now, a question, just 
Jason is the, the clear winner here of this peck off. But if you were to put these two in a cage match, who do you think would win? Oh, Jason, all day long. Yeah, Michael, I'm gonna have to go Jason. Michael thinks too much, whereas okay. Jason is just wading in and just going after it. I agree. Whereas Michael's I trying so. to figure out how he wants to do it and where he wants to poke you, how he's going to get you up on that wall. <laughs> Yeah, he's a lot more like that serial killer mentality of like, right. how do I like get the most out of my kill? Right. And I think Jason would have just gotten rid of him like that. So yeah. I don't think there would be a winner. I think this is like, how do you keep an idiot busy? You know, <laughs> turn the card over and then it's the same question. <laughs> or, or tell him to find the, the corner of a round room or something like that. I think because neither one can die... This would be the perfect solution for all the people who would get murdered by one or the other is to have them try to murder each other. They can't die and they do it forever. Now, now, I will... now see, though, we're only on part two of each movie. Right. And they're really not immortal yet. That's true. I mean, we I haven't Jason moved into that. From the get-go. <laughs> now to bring it full circle to Rose Blood, it's, it the movie concludes with the two being in the room yeah. and battling it out. And what we end up seeing is that they go through some vortex and only Jason comes back. Yep. So that suggests that if there was a battle, Michael Myers would lose it. Yep. Yeah, according to Peter Anthony. According <laughs> to him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd agree also. I'm 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 team Jason. Yeah. Okay. I don't have any. I don't have any uh, William Shatner masks around here. You know? How come? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I could get my hands on someone who would help me make a movie for Friday the Thirteenth, I would totally have Jason drive a car. <laughs> if I had a William Shatner mask, I would make it scarier by leaving it not turned inside out. I see. That would have been much more impressive if it was just the Halloween mask of William Shatner. Right. Right. Yeah. So I wrote down a little uh, fact about that. You know, uh, the production designer, Tommy Lee Wallace, he found that at a Hollywood Boulevard costume shop for one dollar and ninety eight cents. I did. I think I saw that on um, the movies that made us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it's the exact same mask in number two. Also, they use the exact same one. Oh, really? That I didn't know. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, so Jason wins. Thank you both uh, for letting us take over your show. Uh, <laughs> thank you both for voting on our categories and bearing with my uh, terrible bell skills. <laughs> <laughs> All good. So I have a, I have a quick uh, question. So with your peck off series, are you going to do it like uh, like a March Madness? Like are you going to are you going to start putting like the winners against the winners? Oh, and then we uh, do a bracket. I love that idea. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Neither had I. I'm a little mad at myself for not having thought about that. <laughs> I think we have episodes now scheduled through the end of February, but we haven't started scheduling March. So we could still do this. I love it. Yeah. Mar- I love hey, it. And it, that's it March tie up right at, Yeah. Yeah, March Madness. There you go. There you mm-hmm. go. We'd have to, I mean, what would we call it? Peck off madness? I like it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you again. 
Same to you. I mean, I, I hear your voices, uh, but, <laughs> but I don't usually watch the stream. It's usually like a, a Monday morning or sometimes Tuesday morning listening to just the podcast uh, audio. Awesome. Nope, no worries. Uh, plug your show. Where can people find you guys? So we are Chris and Elf from Spoil My Movie Podcast. We are available on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, but bonus points if you catch us on Good Pods. And uh, you can find us on Threads, Instagram, and Facebook. and uh, TikTok. And TikTok and YouTube. <laughs> and we will have a special announcement on Christmas Day in our episode that drops that day. So, you know, you don't need to talk to your family. Just listen to us instead. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you so much for taking over this episode of Deluxe Edition with Casey and Ray. And thank, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Later. Later. <laughs>